Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, and welcome to Real Presence Live. We are so delighted to be with you this morning. I am one of your hosts, Brad Gray, and I'm joined by... Janine Vitson, and it is a glorious morning oh. up in the Midwest. And uh, it just Easter octave is amazing. It's what a wonderful, wonderful time of year, right? It, it really is. It really is. You know, we came through this Lenten season, and personally, I feel like I've had a Lent for a year and yes. a half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which many of our other listeners probably have felt you know, in similar situations as well. Yeah, Lent's been rough, but I mean, I'm just, I really am, I've been so charged up by Easter. Um, you know, I, I've been working with RCIA for 20 plus years now, and here at the cathedral, in, uh, in, uh, St. Mary's Cathedral in Fargo, we had four baptisms and six receptions into full communion and two adult Catholics being confirmed. And it was just, you know, being there with the bishop and the seminarians and just the glory of the Easter vigil and seeing the joy and the amazement on the, the faces of, of the, the neophytes, the new Catholics. It was just, oh man, you can't put it into words. Yeah, I know. And that is so special. I mean, I, I'm brought to tears by our new Catholics mm-hmm. that come into the church. And, and I got great news on Monday that um, my cousin, who grew up Pentecostal, I mean, you're well aware, my, mm-hmm. my father was Southern Baptist. Yeah. And, and so my family on that side... Um, is either or in that regard, okay, sure. but uh, she's joining the RCIA process wow. with her whole family. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what joy. I yeah. mean, and that is so incredible. And, you know, our own journey, whether we're born into the Catholic faith or come in through the RCIA process, yep. it's not always easy. Right. You know, there is, there's a lot of hurt and pain in that journey, uh, no matter whether you're Catholic or not. But how beautiful today oh, we're yeah. going to talk about, you know, the mystery, the mystic part of our faith. Uh, it's just so incredible. It really is. And like I said, this is just such an exciting time to be a Catholic. I, I really do. I mean, like, especially this season. You know, right. I don't know. There's, I, I was on a, a webinar with a variety of Christians here a couple days ago, um, and, and we're trying to go deep into into the faith and and um and there was a question that was asked of the group like as an icebreaker of like what's your favorite holiday and you know i i figured i was probably the only catholic in the group and i heard a lot of thanksgiving and you know one christmas and some fourth of july and i'm like man i just love easter it's just like the celebration of christ's victory over everything over death over all that's arrayed against us which can sometimes seem awful, awfully overwhelming is so powerful and potent. And it was kind of cool to hear the responses of people like, wow, that's really amazing. I talked a little bit about the Easter vigil and moving through salvation history and going from darkness to light and just the celebration of the Gloria. They're like, wow, that sounds pretty incredible. <laughs> I might have to check that out sometime. Well, and isn't that beautiful? Because yeah. let's begin in prayer because yeah. without Easter, really nothing of this matters. Yeah. And so let's begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God, we ask that you come into our lives in a, in a deep way, in, in your mysteries, that we can gaze upon the crucifix and see the ultimate love and sacrifice of all that matters. 
that in our own personal crosses that we carry, that we unite it to your Paschal mystery, that we unite it to your crucifix and all that you did for us. Without you, our lives are meaningless. Without you, our lives are nothing. But with you, we rejoice in your resurrection. We rejoice in your win over death. And that all the crosses in our lives will also have a great resurrection. We ask this through your name. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Janine. What a wonderful way to start our, start our show this morning. Yeah, he's, he's victorious. He and, is victorious. And we yeah. need to keep our sight on that. Yeah. And, you know, one of the glories of, of Real Presence Radio, of, of Real Presence Live, is to, the chance to go deep into our faith and to have conversations with people who are doing that in so many different arenas. Absolutely. And, and our first guest this morning, we've got Joe Rutten from the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity and uh, to, to talk with us this morning about the, the Faith and Business Conference that's going to be held down Sioux Falls. Good morning to you, Joe. Thanks for being with us this morning. Hey, Brad and Janine, how are you? Fantastic. We're really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's Easter. <laughs> it is. How about yourself? Well, I'm great. I'm, uh, pardon uh, any background noise, I'm on a bus with 100 students, three buses with Mount Marty University headed west to the Black Hills of South Dakota. Whoa. Oh, wonderful. On a leadership retreat. So, uh, yeah, so it's uh, great to be with you. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to chatting a little bit about this great event we got coming up. Well, that sounds pretty magnificent itself. Getting to go to the Black Hills, I always we our family always loves to get down there. Yeah, I, hey, I tell you, I got I got the best job in the world at Mount Marty. I take uh, sophomores to the Rocky Mountains and freshmen to the Black Hills every year. Hmm. So uh, you do I, you I do suffer, huh? I can't, yeah, I can't believe they put a check in my uh, <laughs> in, in my bank account at the end of every month. Too. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm glad it's uh, this week and it wasn't last week at this time. I mean, that might have been a rough journey. <laughs> But well, uh, that's, spring that's has sprung. Right? Yeah, yep. spring is sprung. Part of the deal. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Joe, tell us a little bit about yourself for our listeners. Yeah, so I'm a small town. Well, I guess Sioux Falls isn't small, or it was when I was little, but I uh, come from a big Catholic family, nine kids, and I got two brothers that are priests and two brothers that are cowboys, and my job is to keep the peace. <laughs> uh, i got four four amazing sisters and uh yeah just a uh, uh, great catholic family kind of old school back in the 80s growing up by the cathedral in sioux falls and catholic educated and uh had a conversion in my life that kind of changed the orientation and i ended up in seminary and uh did four years before i Felt the lord calling me out got into catholic education and i've spent the last 20 years uh, helping young people come to know our Lord and themselves and, uh, uh, you know, see if we can't be better humans and uh, contribute to the common good and, in the end, uh, find salvation with our Lord in heaven. So that's what I've spent 20 years doing, and i got a wife, Laura, and four magnificent boys. Wow. Fantastic. Well, that's so awesome because you, you touched on that, the common good, the mm -hmm. common good. What is that? And that's recognizing the dignity of every human being um, and just seeking what's best, you know, mm -hmm. for all of us and, and that unity. And, you know, there's 8 billion people in the world, and but there's not 8 billion Catholics. Right. And yet the common good we need to be seeking always. Yeah, human flourishing and the glory right. of God. 
Right. And this is, uh, you know, it's a great challenge of modernity, right? This is kind of our new, new the, the new path forward is how do we uh, live, educate, uh, grow, uh, you know, evangelize in, into this new context of post-Christendom. And yep. so, yeah, that, that's kind of what I'm up to is I spend my life trying to help uh, if you will, the priest speak to the cowboys, if that makes sense. You know, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Some, That's... Some, sometimes we're good at preaching to the choir, but, uh, you know, there's a world out there that still yeah. needs the gospel. And uh, so, yeah. That's what I do. That's great. Uh, th- that that is wonderful. Uh, you know, it's to be pastoral, uh, whether it's a priest or whether it's a laity, is so vitally important. And um, yeah, so thanks for all you do. Yeah. Could could you describe uh, the men's Catholic frater- business fraternity and its mission yeah. to our listeners? Tell us about that, Joel. Yeah. So this uh, idea came in 2012. That uh, you know, I once again I use this image of priests and cowboys, but uh, that my two brothers that were priests, if they were wise, the method they would use to bring the gospel to the cowboys is probably different than it might be to other people. And I thought, you know, a way to bring the gospel to men, men particularly, in my experience, is through their work. Mm-hmm. That they oftentimes, even in an inordinate uh, degree, take value in their work and what they do. So if we could help them to understand better who they are and what they do through the lens of the gospel, that it would be like a back door, if you will, into faith, that we could give them a depth and an experience with their faith that help them understand it in context with a place that gives them meaning and purpose, and then from there draw them deeper into the heart of Christ, deeper into the heart of the Church, deeper into the heart of the sacramental practice, and so in 2012, with uh, six other men, Catholic men, we started the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity in Sioux Falls, and we've grown to about 100 members. We meet monthly and uh, do reflect, yeah, do reflections and uh, other ministry opportunities, speakers, and then the keynote, like the head thing, is we thought, well, let's not just keep this stuff to ourselves. What if we put on a faith and business conference for the whole community, the larger region, men and women, Catholic, Christian, Anybody that has this shared value of faith at work, why don't we have a, a conference for everybody? And so that's where the idea spawned to have this uh, annual faith and business conference that we're going to chat about. So, Joe, when did you start the business conference itself then? You, you started the, the yeah, fraternity in 2012. Yeah, so in, in 2015, I believe we had our first one. Okay. And uh, we had, uh, we I think we're going on five or six here. We took a, a year off with COVID and yeah. uh, cranked her back up with Matt Burke last year. And now this year we've got an outstanding keynote. That's that's awesome. It's I, I've gotten a chance to go down there a couple of times, and it really was a fantastic opportunity. I, so I want to thank you guys for putting that together. That's really been a gift to many, many guys. Absolutely. Yes, for sure. And women. And you know, women, yes, absolutely. The conference is, is that we thought, you know, this faith and business is everybody, and let's let's really blow this thing up. And uh, so men, women, Catholics, we even find that our Christian brothers and sisters oftentimes, there's lots of them that have the same shared values as we do, and this is that place that we can draw them in, and we can actually evangelize and minister and, and come together in solidarity around uh, what faith at work looks like. You know, um, this is just so 
awesome what you're doing. You talk about solidarity and, you know, businesses get a bad rap. There seems to be like a really caustic, you know, culture attitude towards corporations and businesses and so forth. But yet what's so important is, is businesses provide so many of the jobs in our communities. They, they provide so much of the philanthropy and we need to be a supporter to small businesses and, and the corporations who do things, you know, in the right way, you know what I'm saying? And so you're giving this incredible opportunity for people to get together and share faith and, you know, business ethics, business, you know, values, um, and, and building strong communities is so vitally important because unfortunately they're getting attacked in so many different Mm -hmm. directions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Janine, you know, this is, uh, this really is what my heart is. There is a desire to provide a platform for these larger conversations. So some of the themes in the past have been the vocation of business, that business is a vocation, a calling as well, just like uh, the secondary vocations of healthcare or, uh, you know, uh, teaching, education, that business too is noble and worthy. Uh, and But we have to train train them, right, and how to gather wealth uh, with virtue and how to distribute, how to, dis- how to uh, steward, is the word, steward that wealth appropriately. And uh, what does that look like? And you're, you're 100% right, Janine, and that's what this conference provides is a platform for those larger conversations to help all of us understand the nobility of business and that business is a force for good. Hmm. Right, right. So, Joe, we just have like a minute before we have to take a quick break, but I'm just curious about the fraternity itself. Um, what would you say have been some of the, the things that you or other men have taken away from being involved in this, this uh, you know, Catholic men's business fraternity? Solidarity, for sure. Just the fact that you can get a group of men together uh, that can share their minds and hearts, the challenges, the difficulties, and that might be in business, it might be in their family, you know, it might be in their wealth, mm. it might be in uh, how they, uh, their HR packages for their employees, it might be whether they provide health insurance, it might be, you know, they're not, they're not regularly attending church on Sundays. Mm-hmm. That place for, for Catholic men to come together <clears throat> where they can just simply be honest and vulnerable and, and have other Catholic men there just to share with and, and to be in fraternity with, to realize they're not alone. Uh, you know, a lot of the owners, a lot of the top ends, that's really one of their challenges is the loneliness mm. uh, or, or the imposter syndrome, right? Hey, I think I'm supposed to have, have this all figured out, but I really don't. Mm-hmm. Or, or I've got my I've got my faith in or I've got my work in line, but my faith isn't. It's a place where they can come together to become more. Absolutely love it. I think that's uh, what you guys are doing is critically important because I think a lot of these topics and themes, you know, you don't you don't get taught on them from the pulpit. You know, you don't have a, a ready wellspring to draw from as a Catholic businessman. Uh, or Catholic business person, um, you know, of how do I navigate this well with integrating my faith so that my faith isn't kind of the thing that I do in my personal life and then my business is what I do on, on you know, the other part of my life. So I, I just love what you're doing there. We're going to have to take a quick, quick break, but uh, when we come back, let's go more into this and go more into the upcoming conference, Joe. So stay with us. We'll be back with more Real Presence Live right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers vision therapy services for children and adults. Symptoms of poor reading comprehension, headaches, tired eyes, and poor coordination can be indicators of eye movement conditions which affect reading and learning. Eye movement disorders are often undetected by school vision screenings and regular eye exams. For more information about how vision therapy can help treat these conditions, our website is www.lumen.vision. For centuries, healthcare has been central to the healing ministry of the church. Today's technologies offer exciting possibilities, but also serious moral questions. More than ever, we need healthcare leaders who serve with integrity and conviction. The University of Mary answers the call to prepare leaders anchored in moral courage in a breathtaking range of programs from bioethics to nursing. Visit catholicprofessional.life. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. In Luke 5, Jesus invites Peter, weary from a night of fruitless fishing, back out onto the Sea of Galilee to cast his nets one more time and trust Jesus for the results. To cast into the deep is to let go of our own opinions, desires, and the way things or people should be. To cast into the deep, even where we have already fished with no results, is to let go of independence, autonomy, and self-determination. The sooner we realize that our beloved is holding us in his hands, the sooner we can get about the business of doing our Father's will, the sooner we will become disciples. Proverbs sums up this great secret lesson learned by the saints. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him and He will make your path straight. Let go and trust the Lord to direct your activities and your life. He knows what He's doing. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio, Real Presence Live. My name is Janine Bitson. And I'm Brad Gray. And we're having a wonderful conversation with Joe Rutten, uh, the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity and Faith and Business Conference that uh, they're getting ready to... Um, have in in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And what a great conversation, Joe, that we're having because, you know, businesses can get kind of a bad rap from the general public and politically it seems like they're under constant attack um, that they can't give enough or do enough. And and if there's any problems, it's because, you know, of them. Um, But we really have to understand that free market economies and what they've done to help elevate people out of poverty is is real. Uh, You can just do a short history lesson. Back in the late 1870s, 90% of the population of the whole world was in extreme poverty. Think about that, you know, um, our families who homesteaded in North Dakota and lived in sod huts and, you Mm -hmm. know, needed a rope to get from their house to the barn in the blizzards, otherwise they could literally die and mm-hmm. get lost. I mean, and, and how that's been turned on its head. You know, in 150 years, now we have only 9% of the world population in extreme poverty. And yet business and free markets are under attack. Mm. You know, we need to have strong men and women of faith that understand how vitally important faith-filled businesses are to the lives of, of the world. Right, and the church has provided lots of documents on this. There's a whole Catholic social tradition 
Uh, this is where I was first encountered. It was at the University of St. Thomas in uh, a Catholic social thought class, uh, reading the, the documents of the Church and the encyclicals, and starting with Rear and Navarum. Uh, the church is not against free markets, you know. The church is, is a pro-free market. Now, they also say that you have to be careful of unbridled capitalism. Mm-hmm. Right. That you have that the human is at the center of the economy. But even the word economy, uh, it refers to the the maker of the home. Mm-hmm. You know, the original the Greek the Greek. You know, it's like who's organizing and and and, and bringing this this whole, whole organization together to do a work. Well, that word was, was what the household was called, the economy of the household. Well, now we bring that to the larger context of a market economy, and we do need people that are in charge of organizing and, and dealing with the different levels of government and uh, uh, citizens and different things. So there's a role for everybody, but it's understanding what's the proper role for these different levels of society, and so this is where the principle of subsidiarity comes into play. And we want to give people that freedom to use their creative capacity that they were given to by God to uh, uh, put their hands, their minds, and their hearts to work to create good goods and good services that they can put to uh, to work for humanity. And it doesn't just make others better; it also makes us better. And so. That's what we want to do is continue to lift up that type of a message. Hmm. I love it. I love it. Yeah, you guys are doing great work there, Joe. I, I'm I'm curious. I'd love to go into the conference that you guys are putting on. You know, give us the details on that. When's it going to be? Uh, where is it going to be? And, and tell us a little bit about it, Like, because I, I think you've got a, a heavy hitter lined up as the speaker for this one, right? Right, yeah, we've got, uh, so our conference is Wednesday, August 23rd, 11 to 5.30 p.m. We just do like a half day. We'll do Mass at 11 uh, for Catholics that are able and want to make it. It's kind of optional. And then at noon, we kick it off with a boxed lunch, and we roll right into our keynote and our speaker. The conference theme this year is Faith at Work. And we have the one and only Matthew Kelly coming this year. Mm. So we're excited. Now, what a lot of people don't know about Matthew Kelly that might be in your listening audience is Matthew Kelly actually has a whole business consultation side to mm. his work. He's a, he actually is a business consultant for Fortune 500 companies and has this whole arm of business and professional and individual leadership development. Well... So the business, a whole group of business leaders that know who Matthew Kelly is out there in the world, in the Protestant world especially, but don't know that on the Catholic side, he's a faith leader too. Well, then there's all these people that know him as a faith leader, but don't know him as a business leader. And so we're going to bring those two audiences and those two groups together. So anybody's welcome to come. And uh, the conference team will be faith at work. And Matthew Kelly will help us understand some of those holy moments in our life, and how is it that we can see holy moments even at work? Cool. Where did you say that's at, Joe? And that will be at the Convention Center in Sioux Falls. Convention Center, okay. And they can, uh, anybody can get tickets online at uh, just Google search Faith and Business Conference Sioux Falls, and we'll come up, and it's a, it's a cheap $50 ticket. Uh, and uh, we have a, a great lineup. We think we're going to have a huge, huge turnout, so get your tickets now. Sure. Uh, and then we've got a second speaker, Brian Hansen, and Brian is uh, 
the South Dakota Ministry Director for SBA. And so we're going to bring together that, that strong Christian uh, partnership with all those other fellow brothers and sisters in Christ that share the same values we do hmm. of Christ and the centrality of Christ and the value of faith at work and of living integrated lives and and seeing where faith can contribute to us uh, doing work well. And sure. so Brian Hansen will be the second uh, keynote speaker, so it's going to be a fantastic lineup. You're not going to want to miss it. Very cool. You know, that reminds me of what you're doing and in bringing these uh, these men and women together for this conference is, you know, in Acts when, you know, nobody was wanting, nobody was needing of anything that they shared of their resources. And uh, how beautiful that is when you talk about the words, word solidarity. That's exactly what that means that, you know, we provide for one another and uh, building strong right. businesses, good, holy uh, men and women who own these businesses. Uh, that's a backbone right. of everything yeah, we believe. So this, right, and this is the great challenge of, and, and there, it's a tension, right? It's mm-hmm. not going to end after a conference. It'll, it'll exist to all to the end of eternity, but right. that tension between the individual and the community is at the heart of much of our social and political conversations, mm. right? Right, right. Is, is that, and what is that? Is it, you know, all, you know, all individual and a, the American ideal, the rugged individualism, pull up your bootstraps, you know, and I can do this alone and I stand, I know I'm going to get to the top of the mountain by myself. Or is it the other side where it's like, no, we're a part of a community and, and we're all in this together, but we have no differences. You're all just a number. You're in a collective, uh, mm-hmm. You don't matter, just the group matters, you're, you lose your identity. So we have these two poles that exist, and, and where we find is that, that there's a healthy tension in the middle. We are persons born in community, just as God is three in one, so too we, in a sense, are three in one, that we are a person, but we are interdependent, we are interconnected, we are community by nature, coming out of the womb with a mother and a father. And so from that, we extrapolate this out. We say, all right, well, then that means that what I do personally, actually, I have a responsibility to other people in my community, not just to myself. And mm-hmm. for business leaders, this means that their work, that, that what do they do? Well, they, they provide employment opportunities for people in the community. That employment may also likely provide insurance. For, for people in the community. That work may actually create wealth in the other individuals' homes that allows them to put food on their plate, maybe send their kids to Catholic schools, um, you know, buy clothes for their kids, all these, take vacations. It, it provides a life and flourishing for other people that these business owners and leaders have done through the creation of this entrepreneurship and this free market economy. Now we stop and say, well, all right, outside of that proximity, what does the business owner or the business community have responsibility for? Well, they're creating wealth in the community. Can they help steward to provide for others in the community that don't have basic necessities and resources? And so who is it that uh, people call, particularly the church, when they need financial help to, to do ministry work? Well, they call on the business leaders, the ones that created the wealth. Exactly. And then... And then they steward that wealth to these great noble causes, and they're able to support things like homeless shelters and food banks and 
the multitude of variety of different ministries that uh, that they support. I love it. I love it. Uh, Joe, we just have a couple minutes left here, but um, a couple of things I wanted to um, ask. One is what you guys are doing is, is so, like I've said, so critically important. You talk about important, important questions that really are all about building the civilization of love that John Paul talked about. Um, so for the, for the fraternity aspect of it, um, I, I'm assuming that do you, ha- you have to live kind of in the Sioux Falls area to participate in that, that there aren't opportunities for people to join in remotely? And, uh, well, we do either way, actually do, yeah, we do do Zoom, actually. So do you? Technically, yes, you could. Yeah, there is a Zoom, so if you track me down, I can make sure you get a Zoom link. Okay, and that was kind of the, the, the second question, is how does someone go about joining into the Catholic Businessmen's Fraternity, or Men's Business right. Fraternity? Yep, just shorten it up, cmbssf.org, Catholic Men's Business Fraternity of Sioux Falls, E-M- BFSF.org. You can actually get your Faith and Business Conference tickets there. But that website will give you all you need to, to get registered online, to get your dues paid. And then it will also have all the upcoming information and calendar for the future events. And we do monthly events that can be Zoomed live. And uh, we have a whole Zoom audience and everything there. So we'd love to have people. We've had people from Ohio and Wisconsin. And, heck, we even had a guy from his tractor the other day. Uh, mm. You know, out plowing the fields or cultivating, you know, turning and getting, getting ready to plant. And he, he, he zoomed in. So, yep, cmbfsf.org. I love it. So uh, if, if someone wants to register for the conference, it's, the, it's Wednesday, August 23rd. Um, the, it's the Faith and Business Conference. You Google that. Get signed up. It's going to be amazing. Uh, Joe, thank you so much for taking time to, to talk with us this morning. And more importantly, thank you for the work that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Janine and Brad. Thank you so much. So look forward to seeing you guys here in August. That right, sounds thanks great. Thanks so much. All right, we do right. have to take a quick break, but uh, stay with us. There is more fantastic, ear-shattering, mind-blowing, Real Presence Live coming right back at you after this break. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 